Welcome everyone to episode 157 of the TLDR podcast. I know we don't typically have videos on anything, but if you do, Tyler and I are sitting on the same couch. Yo. Uh, because all four of us actually hung out yesterday for Tyler's 30th birthday. Um, and Tyler, we talked about this during your bachelor party about how much you love the sport of cricket and America for your birthday has started a professional cricket league. Ugh. What are your thoughts on that? There is a team in Los Angeles. Oh God. I think <laughs> Jesus. they're called the some things that I've already forgotten. Yeah. Probably because no one gives a shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's really sad. Um, that, that this country decided to participate in such a un-American idea. But you know what? I guess to each his own. I will not be attending any mm. LA cricket games. That just sounds so weird to say. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I've talked at length off air with these boys how much I think cricket is just... I, and I've given it an honest effort. It's not like I'm saying this just because I don't know. I've given it an honest effort. I've watched documentaries. I've honestly tried to watch it and listen to people who actually do enjoy it. And it's just... I just can't get it, man. I just... It's not... It's a weird sport. It's too It's too weird. You know what I mean? I, 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 I like a little weird, but it's just... It's just too... It's just too weird, man. Okay, well, I'm going to buy you tickets for your next birthday, okay. and then you you can't refuse that if I purchase tickets for you. But you're not wrong. Uh, I do understand. I have zero other information about it other than that. Cool. Um, but yeah, we had fun at Top Golf yesterday. Uh, James was the leader of us all wearing matching shirts, which I thought was cute as shit. Mm -hmm. um, James, it's been about 20 hours since I've seen you last, but how you doing, bud? I am good, man. I uh, I didn't. I'm not working at all this week. I'm taking a week off, so uh, I got to nap. I was exhausted. It's been a long, fun weekend, though. It's been it was great. It was a you know filled with tailgating, baseball, karaoke, hanging out with you guys, drinking some beers, eating some barbecue, matching, and being cute. It was a great, great, great weekend. And I'm really glad we all get to spend it together. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, we had a great time at Top Golf. Uh, Traden had to be the one left-handed. Swinger, and they had to bring extra special clubs for him because Trayden is just our special boy. Trayden, what's up, dude? Yes, How you doing? yes, I am. I'm good. <laughs> um, I had, uh, I, I had a great weekend as well. Um, you know, Tyler, happy birthday. Uh, that was that was a great time. Uh, the Angels game the day before was fantastic for uh, you know celebrating a bunch of birthdays in my family. Um, and yeah, I mean, I. I, I can't complain. Um, I need a week off of just doing nothing. I mean, I had my week, I had my week away from work or whatever and weeks away from work doing, you know, stuff. And I just am over it. I, I'm really over <laughs> doing something. I know that's, I know that's stupid. It's like people would love to have, you know, be able to travel and do stuff. It's just like, fuck, man, I just want to do nothing. And, and this week I'm going to do that. Wife's going back home for a week and I'm going to do literally nothing all week. And that's okay. I'm just going to work and that's it. Yes. Traden is going to live his sack of potatoes life and we are about it. That sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah honestly, that does sound delightful because I'm traveling again <laughs> on Wednesday. So I'm, I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to Idaho uh, with some friends. So we will just be... We're in LA now and we get to drive to Sacramento on Wednesday and then fly to Idaho on Thursday. So that'll be just a whole bunch more traveling for me. But uh, we're going to jump right into it. Traden, you did take your you did take at least your break from the NHL. Yeah, we played some games. Yes, no, maybe so. We're not doing that. A lot of players have uh, have signed as free agency has kind of opened already. So, uh, take yeah, kind of take us through through a little bit of NHL talk. 
Yeah, um, I, I think I, I have to admit I probably threw the guys a, a, a curveball on this one this morning because I, I said, hey, let's talk about UFA um, signings. Uh, you know, July first was the was the op- of the was the first official day of the 2023-2024 season. Um, sorry, guys, I, I kind of um, you know threw that on you, but honestly, I didn't want to make another game because I didn't. <laughs> he um, wants to do nothing. And- and I want to do nothing. <laughs> and I just figure that I'm sure that there's some signings out there that kind of caught your guys' eyes. So in the in the first 17 days of the season, um, you know, we we we've seen some teams, you know, make steps forward. Other teams take steps backward. Um, you know, it just has to do with the cap space. It has to do with a bunch of other you know issues that they that they're uh, facing. It's uh, you know, it's it's not you know there is a hard cap, so they have to be mindful of that. Uh, and, and to give you guys some context, uh, for those that actually care a little bit about the business side, um, the cap's only going up, I think a million dollars this year, uh, which it, it's been a consistent, slow, you know, grind for the, uh, for, for the cap space, uh, as, as, as COVID has kind of, you know, c- come through the, you know, pipeline here, uh, you know, the, the escrow is kind of starting to, to balance out. Um, we still have a have a tough you know have only a one one million dollar um, you know cap raise this year, which is which is small considering our revenues have really improved in the last few years. But um, it's it, next year we should see the big bump, and um, and you kind of saw that this year. There was there's a lot of one year contracts all over the place, and I think that is kind of by design for a lot of players and teams. I think that teams um, are like, Hey, we're going to give you X amount of dollars for just this year. Get it, get it. We'll let's get through this year. And then you, you know, you'll go back and sign um, players are the same way. They're like, well, I know that I'm going to get paid next year. So let's just get through this year. It's going to, you know, I may not get paid when I'm worth, but Hey, if I have a great year, I'll even get paid even more because I, I think there's going to be a lot more money sloshing around next year. Um, so I just asked the guys what, you know, what they thought about, you know, if they, if they had any surprising, you know, signings that kind of popped up in the, you know, across their feeds or, or, uh, or maybe a team that, that made, made a great move or a player that, that, uh, that made a great move or on the other side, a team that's looking really bad. I don't know what, what, what has caught your guys' eye, uh, this season so far, James, what do you got? I like Tyler Bertuzzi going to the Maple Leafs a lot. And this was kind of surprising because we talked in the offseason earlier about, how the Maple Leafs have to get rid of people because of money, right? Mm-hmm. And they go out and make and they sign Tyler Bertuzzi, who is not a scrub. Mm-hmm. He's a very good hockey player, and he brings a level of intensity, physicality, psychoticness that the Maple Leafs need. Like this, this is going to translate over to the core guys who are there, and they're now not going to be able to just sit back, relax, and get their ass whooped in round two anymore because they have somebody like Tyler Bertuzzi who doesn't have his stick tape, who has missing teeth who is a psychopath, but in the best way. And I think this is going to be super helpful for the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have to agree. I mean, I, I think that the Leafs, um, the Leafs have had an interesting uh, uh, offseason so far. I mean, I, I know that they're that, that they're in the middle of dealing with Willie Nylander, which I think that we can all agree in terms of um, his consistency in the playoffs has been the best of the core four. Um, I'm not saying he's the best of the core four. I'm just saying he's been the most consistent of the core four and he wants to get paid just like the rest of them. Um, because the other three are paid probably too much, at least two of them. Um, in my opinion, anyway, um, bringing in Tyler Bertuzzi at a $5.5 million cap hit, I think is, is very shrewd James, to your point. Um, I think that that adds, um, 
a, a grit at the very least. That's to say, that's to say it kind, uh, say it nicely. They also bring in Max Domi, same type of situation. I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I think that we've heard Max Domi's, uh, Domi's um, name kind of thrown around a little bit more, but having both those guys on your, on your roster, I think is huge. Um, and you know, I, you, you gotta think that the, um, the, the, the Leafs are that much tougher. Oh, and by the way, they add in Ryan Reeves. Uh, and I think that they're bringing in Ryan Reeves. I think he's going to be a very expensive, it's a three year four $4 million contract, not huge. Um, but I hope I'm not stealing anyone's thunder here. that <laughs> You guys didn't pick Ryan Reeves, but, um, if he's anything, he may just be the guy that fixes the locker room. Cause I honestly think there's an issue in the locker room and he's the kind of guy that can do that. Whether you hate him or love him, that's, that's the, that's what you get. That's what you get when you sign uh, Ryan Reeves. So James, I think I think the the Leafs getting tougher is definitely um, top of the list, and it started with uh, with Tyler Bertuzzi, and we'll see where he goes after this year. That's a one year contract. Um, do you have any any others that kind of caught your uh, caught your mind, or is that one the one that kind of? Because you know I'm a Ducks fan, I got to talk a little Ducks here because there's really nothing positive happening there except for signing Gudis. Yes. he was. I like this guy, man. I didn't really know who he was because I'm, you know, I'm a casual or hockey fan, casual hockey fan. And I, I mean, I was really exposed to him when they make the Stanley Cup run and his level of emotionality, how gritty he is, how he plays through so much pain to be out there every single day as much as he possibly can, is inspiring. And I like the fact that he's now a duck. Yeah, I I actually love what the Ducks have done. Um, look they needed to hit the cap floor. There actually is a cap floor as well as a cap, uh, a cap ceiling. Uh, and that's, that's to prevent that's theoretically to, to prevent, uh, uh, tanking, uh, signing Radko Gudis and two time Stanley cup winner, Alex Kalorn, I think is going to, if anything, it's going to bring a veteran presence to your guys' locker room. And those are guys that don't like to lose. And it's time to really get the players that are there in a position and in a mindset of winning. Now you're not going to make the playoffs. And I think we, we think we know that, but any step in the direction that is not from this past season, I think is, I think is going to be good for all those players. Um, Z still needs to be signed. So we'll see where he ends up. But I know obviously he's gonna be a duck. It's just, uh, you know, where's the money going to shake out to, um, or is what's the contract going to shake out to uh, the term. So, uh, James, I, I, I think that the ducks are going to be, they're not going to be pushed around anymore. They're going to be a bit more fun to, to watch. Um, and I think that's all we asked for. I think that's all we asked for. Um, what about you, Alex? What do you got on your mind here? Yes. So I also had Bertuzzi in. I had Kalorn on mine as well. So similar reasoning. Um, you know, I think the Ducks are a young team. You know, it's a four-year four year contract. Uh, not like a ton, a ton of money. So enough to, you know, kind of get them going in the right direction. Um, I do have... Another, I have one negative, one positive. Which one do you want first? <laughs> um, always start with the bad. So you so start with the bad, you can end with the good. Okay, love that. Okay, so I was looking through all the signings. Because again, very much like the NBA, the NHL, all of them happen at once. And I can't remember what they all are at the time. So I was looking through them. And one that stuck out to me as like kind of a question mark was Miles Wood, who signed a, who's like a bottom six type forward. He came from the Devils. Um, and signed with the Avs for a six years in 15 mil as like a bottom six forward. I think they, the stat was, that was the fifth time ever or something that like a, someone like that had signed in that length of deal. You know, normally they're like a two year deal. Um, I think his career high is like 32 points or something. And that was a couple years back. I know the Avs were really struggling 
with depth during this, you know, this season with all their injuries. So like, I understand that, you know, having a bottom six guy that you can count on is great, but I don't understand the length. Like what if it, what if 32 career high, it was his career high. And if you're going to get a 20 point guy, like if you have, in my opinion, if you're Colorado and you are still in, you know, again, still in my opinion, like a Stanley cup contender, you would think, like a six-year thing kind of like hampers you and maybe they'll try to flip him at some point in the future. But I thought that one was a little strange. Um, I don't know, Trayden, what do you think? Yeah. Um, the the cap hit is not puzzling. I mean, the cap hit is actually less than he, than he was getting last year. I think to your point though, I think that the term is puzzling here. Um, yeah. And, you know, Obviously, it's for depth reasons, um, and and as you mentioned, the 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 Carolina Avalanche had an issue with with depth. Um, you know, and you know everyone got hurt, and 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 you know losing Nazem Kadri, I think, was a big. They'll never recover from that. They may not recover from their captain being out again, um, and he may never play again. Um, so, but obviously, this is a bottom six. Do you, do you find that the Colorado Avalanche are? better with this or do you think the Colorado Avalanche are, are in an okay position to at least contend? I mean, I still think they're in an okay position to contend. I just, it's more the years. I don't really understand the, why are you signing him to this length of a contract? Like that is the part, portion of it that I'm kind of puzzled by. I still think the Avalanche are a, you know, one of the top tier teams in the West. If anytime you start your team with McKinnon and McCarr, that's a good start. <laughs> you're gonna, you oh, yeah. should be in contention. So, um, I, it's more, yeah, the cap hits not that bad, but the years I just find, find confusing. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess you can be happy. I mean, Jonathan Juin got, got signed for a year at, at league minimum, 825. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess they made up for it with, uh, with that very, I mean, very, that's a lot of, that's a lot of upside, a lot of question yeah. marks, obviously, but huge upside. Uh, yeah. okay. And then my, my positive one, uh, because Bertuzzi and Cloner already said Matt Duchesne, who I feel like is kind of an underrated player in the NHL for the last like five years, maybe because he's just been bounced around from average teams, um, you know, coming from Columbus and Nashville, the ones I can think off off the top of my head, but like a one year, I think it's three mil with the stars. Uh, same thing we kind of mentioned with the stars in the playoffs. They felt like a team that, could take the next next step. And then some of their big boys just sort of disappeared. And Matt Duchesne is the type of for a three year or three mil one year deal is that is the type of depth move. I would want to see the abs make hello. Matt Duchesne was an ab. Now I just remember that as well. So you could have done that instead. And in my opinion, that's like a, a much better one, especially, you know, whatever's happening with Landeskog, you know, we just don't really know, but, I thought that was a big, big pickup by the stars. And that's just, you know, I think that kind of helps cement them again, also as one of the better teams in the central and the West in, in general. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually am all, all on board for, for this one um, as well. Um, like, and I, and I agree with you hundred percent. I, I think that we could agree that the Dallas stars are one of the scarier teams, especially because they have the core locked up long-term. They have their center. They have their defenseman. They have their goalie. Uh, they they had they have already have everything that they need up. Um, you know, initially, and now they're going to bring in Duchesne. He's thirty two years old. He's looking for a. He's looking, you know, for for another home. 
gets a one year, $3 million contract for, I mean, there's no risk there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> literally no risk. Um, he's a, you know, he's not a point per game player, but I, you know, he never has been, but if he can add that, you know, just a little bit of scoring, I mean, he scored 43 goals in, uh, last year with Nashville. I mean, that, that I didn't even realize that. I think that was kind of yeah. low key. <laughs> I mean, if you um, get, if you get 30 goals from him or even like 25 on a team like that, that's huge. Like that, that's huge. I, yeah. I mean, can't expect him to score 40 plus again, but upper twenties into the thirties as like a potential third line type guy is, is pretty big. So let me ask you what, I mean, obviously um, we saw that the stars were, let's see, they were one point off of, of winning the central in the regular yeah. season. Are, are, are they the clear favorites for you now? And I think they're better than the abs right now. Okay. Yeah, I still oh, think, yeah, unless there's another team that can beat the beat one of the two, but no, Minnesota. I Minnesota, we talked about we've talked about this for years. <laughs> Minnesota is the most boring good team that will lose in the first round again. <laughs> That's just what Minnesota does. So you're you're calling the class of the Central the Dallas Stars for this year? I think so. I like that. I like that. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. I mean, I don't think Bedard's going to be that good to take the Blackhawks to the top. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) No. No, no, no. Uh, But yeah, you know, I I think it'll be interesting to see how how much better they are. I I think Dallas got more, got sexier this last year. And if they had another, you know, scoring threat, I think that that makes them scary. Beyond sexy, they look scary. (laughs) We don't want that. Uh, but I mean, I mean, it's good. It's good to see Dallas uh, performing well. So, uh, so thank you, Alex. All right, Tyler, what do you got? Yeah, um, I also have Bertuzzi to leash as well. So I think that's collectively probably our our, our favorite one. But uh, another one I had was Orloff uh, to the uh, Hurricanes. I think that was a really good pickup by Carolina. I think it's mm-hmm. this is another team that in that really competitive Eastern Conference is finding any way to kind of gain an edge. Um, and I think Dimitri Orlov certainly gives them the depth and that that power at the blue line um, that can really kind of separate them a little bit and you know give them a chance to get over that hump that they've kind of they kind of ran into a wall uh, in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs kind of every year for the last you know three or four years or or, or so. So um, I think and I think for the deal that they got to, I think you trade and you kind of laid out the physical landscape of the NHL right now. But I think that they got this guy for undervalue, um, which, you know, I think is really good for them in terms of, you know, kind of how they can maneuver deals um, moving forward if they need to. So I like this deal a lot for Carolina. Uh, so I, I I like that one. Um, and then another one, just kind of a, a feel good one for me was Jonathan Quick to the Rangers. Uh, this was a guy that grew up in Connecticut. Uh, he grew up a Rangers fan. Um, so it's really cool that he kind of, you know, he's obviously getting towards the end of his career. So um, I think it's kind of cool for you know a player like that to get to play for his team growing up um, as a fan. So I think that's super cool for him. So wishing him all the best in uh, New in New York. Absolutely, uh, I think I think we all uh, we all tip our caps to Jonathan Quick uh, for what for, for what he kind of went through this past season. I mean, with the with the trade, uh, you know, trade to Columbus, which then got flipped to to Vegas, winning a Stanley Cup. His name's on the Stanley Cup for a third time in his life. Um, and now he's going to go back up Igor Shesterkin at basically his, you know, for his favorite team that he grew up, you know, rooting for as a kid. Um, and you know, he's, he's given plenty to the city of LA. He's given pl- plenty to the, uh, to the country, to our country at both the Olympics and, and what have you, um, and to the sport. And I think that, you know, he, he deserves to, you know, just enjoy it. He's going to back up Igor Shesterkin 
he's not he's not going to get a hell of a lot of games, but he's going to be he's going to be needed to step up when it matters most. And we know Shesterkin is going to be. I'm not going to say he's going to be babied in terms of his his games, but he. I mean, he he, he, he they need to keep him healthy enough for the playoffs because he's kind of the most important factor for the Rangers. So, um, the other one, Dmitry Orlov, Tyler. Um, this is actually my favorite one because the the Hurricanes are finally doing something, um, which is ironic considering I think if they had a little bit different pieces and I think if luck kind of went their way against the the Florida Panthers, there's no reason they, they would have lost um, to the Florida Panthers in the playoffs. But I think it was you, Tyler, that was very disappointed with their, their uh, trade deadline, uh, you know, last year and you're like what they i don't i don't know if it was you but i think i, I think it was you um that were just, like more 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 or less underwhelmed um and now they're in a win now mode and they go grab the best defenseman in on the market i think that that's a step in the right direction uh and i think the hurricanes are slated to be you know the the leaders in the leaders again in their division um, you know i i look at that i look at the rest of that division i just i mean new jersey's gonna make a step but i just don't know if they're gonna be quite there um new york i just i don't know what to think about new york ever <laughs> or the rangers i just really don't um and i think it's pretty wide open in terms of uh you know below that but i think the carolina just cemented itself as as um you know kings of the metro uh do you think that they could make a push for the you know tops of the entire eastern uh eastern conference i do i mean like i said this is, this is a team i think has been in the conversation for a team that's coming out of the east lastly like i said several years um, and they just got better. You know, like I said, I think they're finally, you know, going for it a little bit, which is good to see. You know, I think it's a team and a fan base that's eager, that's been so competitive and so close, but just can't seem to find a way to the, to the final. But this, like, as you mentioned, it's a step in the, in the right direction for that franchise. And uh, I, I, as a result right now, they're, they they, they got to be a top two or three team in the East, no doubt. And they got a really good shot at uh, going pretty far. Are they, um, are they in that Stanley Cup or bus situation? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I do want to. I do want to end with talking about our teams, James. We talked about the Ducks. I want to talk with the, the two other boys about their Kings. How are you guys feeling about your Kings? Uh, I, you know, we you signed and traded Luke, Pierre Luc Dubois, um, and you signed Cam Talbot, uh, and it looks like you brought in um, David Riddick to to you know be a be a backup as well. Um, but what are your thoughts here about your Kings? Okay, I'll go. Uh, I mean, I like PLD coming there. I'm hoping that. Now that he has his big deal, the like attitude kind of like s- stigma that he has around him will kind of go away. I'm sort of hoping, you know, the Kopitars and the Dowdies will sort of say like, hey, that might fly in Columbus and Winnipeg. But, you know, like we are at, we are at the point where like this is the year where they kind of need to prove it. Like, okay, yeah, two years last or two years ago. Great. We made the playoffs. We took the Oilers to seven. We weren't even really expecting them to make the playoffs. That's great. This upcoming year played really well. You know, obviously couldn't get past the Oilers again. This year, it kind of feels like, okay, we need to get going. Um, so I think that and just adding more scoring to that team will be will be really good. Um, I kind of wish we got a little bit better of a goaltender than Cam Talbot. Like that, he doesn't feel like the, you know, Cam, like that's the guy. To be fair, the Knights won with Aiden Hill. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a carry prize to Jonathan Quick. But um, if we could have like somehow gotten Hellebuck back in that trade also, that would have been... I, that would have put us oh. up at the top of the top. Oh. But 
I, I still think we're positioned in a really, in a really good way. We still have a ton of prospect depth that, you know, if Talbot and, um, what's his name, Richie or whatever, doesn't work out, Riddick don't work out. Something else could come, you know, partway through the season, but I don't know. Ty, what do you think? Yeah, definitely the Cam Talbot one, I kind of agree, kind of echo what you're saying. It's like, I guess, I guess we'll roll with it. Um, you know, obviously I think last year's goaltending was so bad that it's kind of hard to be worse than was, was last year. So um hopefully it's a it's a it's a you know veteran guy that i think can step in there and, and at least be adequate um and you know i think what we gave up for dubois was it, it made me grin a little bit i was like oh that's kind of a lot of guys but you know like i said hopefully it it, it, it works out in our favor um you know i'm i'm excited I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what they can do like i said hopefully that goaltending thing works out because if they can get that situated i think we're going to be a very very good team um also trevor lewis coming back i do love awesome. trevor lewis coming back yeah. love the guy. That's a good feel good one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a fourth line center that if he scores more than three goals, yeah. you're just really pumped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Blue guy. Blue guy. I, I, I think their biggest move obviously was the was the Pierre Luc Dubois situation. Um, I mean that and that happened before free agency, so they really didn't have much to do. Yeah. Uh, besides grab Cam Talbot, which if anything, it's he's going to re- be reunited with McClellan, which um and, and I know they they you know they had a good relationship. So um I, th- I think it's going to be interesting um, to see how the LA Kings kind of fare. I think I think they they've got deeper um, goaltending will be the question mark, and we, as everybody knows, the goaltending is kind of the most important situation, you know, p- important part of your uh, of your hockey team. Just ask just ask the uh, the Oilers. Um, as for my team, um, I I actually like we 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 signed Connor Brown after coming off of a ACL injury. Um, he didn't play much at all last year, and and he's you know finally back. Um, Connor Brown played with Connor McDavid in juniors and they broke a shit ton of records. So if we can get, if we can get that back, then McDavid has his winger. Um, you know, the, the, the rumors that I'm hearing the, about, you know, Connor being frustrated and, and ready to win have me so amped up that I can't even control it. Um, it sounds like if you think that he did some crazy shit this year, I think we should buckle up because I think next year is going to be even, or this year is going to be even crazier. Um, because I think that all they, all, all these Oilers care about is, is getting back, um, which is good. I like that. Um, so, um, but that's, I mean, other than that, you know, they, they, they made, they made some other moves, clean some house with, uh, with a couple others. And I, I think there's not really much else we can do at this point, unless we can somehow trade Connor Hella, trade for Connor Hellebuck, which is not going to happen. So, um, but, a, but a man can dream. Um, so that's it. That's all we have for hockey. Um, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I know that was a curveball, but um, I think I'm gonna be now. I'm taking the break from hockey for for a little bit longer. Um, sure. Just ne- just needed it to to, to kind of check in. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Yes. As a Kings fan, I do not want you to trade for Hellbuck. Uh, I don't think it will happen. But <laughs> it won't happen. Uh, yes, trade. And thank you so much. Uh, it was nice to talk a little bit of hockey again. Um, you know, obviously, you and I are on very similar timelines. Just kind of waiting for basketball and hockey to get going. Uh, We're going to take another quick break, but then we are doing a little preview with James. So we'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, As you know, James hosted last week, so we did not do an NFL divisional preview, but... We are jumping back on it. So, James, the NFL, which division are we doing? Our favorite, TLDR's favorite, the NFC West, because all of our teams are in it, except for Tyler's 
Philadelphia Eagles, but still, you know, um, <laughs> we're starting off with the worst team, um, Arizona Cardinals to begin. Four and thirteen last season, very terrible. They have a new coach though, and Jonathan Gannon, who was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Kyler Murray may not be ready for the season because he tore his ACL in Week fourteen, but we shall see. This offseason, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, who just signed with the Titans, uh, cornerback Byron Murphy, and defensive lineman Zach Allen. But they did sign linebacker Kazir White and wide receiver Zach Pascal, both from the Philadelphia Eagles. For the number six pick in the NFL draft, they drafted offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Alex, what's the record going to be? Yeah, Cardinals fans, you're in first round, first overall pick territory again. I'm going... I'm going to give them three whole wins. I don't know where they're coming from exactly, but I think they're going to go three and 14. Uh, this team is, it's, it's bad. Ty, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Alex here. Three and 14. Uh, yeah, they, they've lost a lot. They've gone through a ton. It seems like they're going to be trending towards kind of a rebuild situation uh, pretty soon here, if not already. Uh, so yeah, three and 14 for the Cardinals this year. Trade. I'm going to take the bet that they, uh, that they have a perfect season. Zero and 17. <laughs> I'm I'm dead serious. I'm I'm dead serious. I think they're going to be that bad. Uh, not having Kyler Murray alone is is is. I, I, you know what? We could give him maybe one because somehow uh, Colt McCoy may actually beat the beat the Niners because he always fucking does. But um, <laughs> but other than that, zero and seventeen. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was harsh, but also very. Good. It's true though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. I got them at two and fifteen, to be honest with you. Like, like Alex said, I have no idea where these wins are going to come from, but they'll be there somewhere. And this team is in straight up rebuild mode. You can tell they're not rushing Kyler Murray back. They're like, take it, take your time, take a year, take five. Who knows? Who cares? We're going to suck anyway. <laughs> two and fifteen. Moving on to fantasy quarterback Kyler Murray. ADP is one sixty four, going as quarterback twenty three, and like I said before, towards ACL week fourteen, and he does not know when he's going to be ready. But when he does play, he's really good throwing the ball, running the ball. He is a fantasy darling. Tyler, is there any chance that you draft him at all? I don't think you draft him, no. I don't think there's uh, any point in really doing that and kind of waiting around, but definitely keep an eye on him on the waiver. Keep an eye on when he comes back. If he's looking healthy, he's looking good. You know, if, if you can sneak it in and you can, uh, if, if you're on, if you're on top of the waiver wire, I don't think that's a bad option because like you said, he when he's healthy and he's on, he's a, you know, top 10 quarterback easy in uh, fantasy. I don't even know. He's the top five in fantasy. Yeah. Easy. He's yeah. that good. Uh, moving on to running back, we got James Conner. He produces often for no reason at all. But ADP, 66, running back 22. He finished as running back 19 last season after being hurt because he always gets hurt. Alex, he's going between Alexander Madison, who is now the running back one for Minnesota, and Isaiah Pacheco, who is the number one running back one for Kansas City. Who would you rather have out of the three? Weirdly enough, I think I'm going to say James Conner. We've been, I will refuse to uh, go with any Chiefs running back because I just don't think they're ever going to run the ball enough when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. Every time Dalvin Cook got hurt, we were like, okay, Alexander Madison, this is it. Top of the waiver wire, who's getting him? And then he does jack shit. So I'm out on him. And this may just be slightly biased, but James Conner, when healthy last year, was incredible. They were at points where he was scoring points similar to or just below what Josh Jacobs was doing. And we all know that he had an incredible season. And with Kyler Hurt, uh, I looked him up today. I don't even remember who was their second second running back, so it doesn't matter. He's going to get a ton of workload. There is obviously just the the injury history. 
Um, I mean, he's not a top 10. He feels like an RB2, but that's a really solid, really solid RB2 with a lot of work, which is kind of what you want in an RB2. Exactly. Moving on to wide receiver, you got Marquise Hollywood Brown, ADP 81, wide receiver 30. He had a hefty 9 to 10% target share all season long, which is what you want in a wide receiver. So, trade. This is a huge boomer bust guy, as you know. And Kyler Murray doesn't know when he will be back. How much do you trust or how skeptical are you of Marquise Brown? I, <laughs> I'm very skeptical. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was, I knew that I was going to get the wide receiver question. So I was wondering, where is he going to go with this? And I'm like, I, I don't know that I could trust him at all, him at all. Maybe not necessarily because of him, but, you know, I don't even know where the, the offensive line is going to be. I don't, I don't know where this deep is. If you know what, what to expect. I know that they're going to have to throw the ball because they, because uh, you know, they're going to have, they're always going to be behind in, in score in scoring. So, you know, theoretically he's going to be a huge target. Um, and, but I just don't know if the quarter, if, if I don't know who's going to play, is it, is it McCoy? I assume, is he going to be good enough to, to, you know, produce enough? I, I, there's too many question marks for me to even consider, you know, drafting him early enough than like, I don't know, one of the, one of the last few rounds. Wow. So even at like round 12, you're like, no, I, 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 it, I, I don't know. What, what, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Cause I, because, I, because I mean, he, if he's going to be your main target and he's, and he goes down, you're fucked anyway. So the, the team and the team's just going to be so bad. And I don't, I don't even know, dude, I, I I can't trust anything that that is a Cardinals jersey except maybe James Conner because, I mean, it's James Conner. <laughs> I mean, James Conner has gone through a lot and he's always busted through and he's great. Uh, moving on to tight end, we got Zach Ertz, formerly of Tyler's Philadelphia Eagles. ADP 150, tight end 14 towards ACL in week 10. So he's going to be back sooner rather than later. Um, Tyler, given his rehab and the fact that Kyler Murray's out and the fact that the tight end market is really top-heavy, is Zach Ertz a top end type end for you? Ooh, I, I say yes, just because I think he's he's proven himself to be a, a, a great tight end. And obviously, the guy throwing the football at the moment with the Cardinals is a question mark, but I still think that he's going to be a, probably a top target no matter who's throwing it. So I think Zach Ertz is a pretty safe bet to um, draft as a tight end. Where would you have him in your tight end share? Like, what out of all the tight end rankings in the top 10, where would you have him at? Six or seven. Oh, that's, that's a solid one. I like that. Moving on to the next team, the Los Angeles Rams, who finished 5-12. and 12. One more time. 5-12. and 12. Terrible. They lost <laughs> Jalen Ramsey because he was traded to Miami. They lost safety Taylor Rapp. Uh, defensive lineman Ashawn Robinson, linebacker Bobby Wagner, quarterback Baker Mayfield, and defensive end Leonard Floyd, just to name a few. There was a lot more. They signed nobody. They drafted nobody in the first round because they didn't have a pick. So, Tyler, what is your prediction for your second favorite team? Yeah. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, lost they, they lost a ton in offseason. They got a lot of health questions with their big three with Donald Cup and Stafford. So there, there's a lot of question marks for this team, not a lot going on. I do think that they're gonna be better than than, than five and twelve, because they like I said, they did pretty much had none of their good players played last year. Um granted that they lost a lot, I do think that they'll be more competitive. That's with the assumption that Donald Cup and Stafford will stay relatively healthy. I'm going to give them eight wins. I think that they're, that they're going to be competitive. Certainly not a, not a playoff team, but right around 500 is where I see the Rams this year. In my opinion, you need the you need the big three to stay healthy. 
all of them to stay healthy the entire way for them to, to for them to compete for a chance for a playoff spot. And that is a question mark. Um, we saw the we saw a huge step back from the offensive line. Matt Stafford was getting sacked like a sack of potatoes. Um, Cooper Cup gets hurt, not good. Um, I, I I just don't know what to think of. It, it seems like the Rams completely paid gave everything they they went fully all in for that 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 Stanley uh Stanley Cup, Jesus Christ, Super Bowl. Um and it it's starting to bite them in the ass and they have nothing that's coming up yet soon enough. Um I see him with six wins, six and eleven. Alex. Yeah, I'm gonna split the difference. Uh I I couldn't give them eight wins. I looked at their I looked at their schedule and I really, really thought about it and I tried. I'm gonna go seven and ten. Ditto with what the boys said. Obviously, they all have to stay healthy. Um, you know, I'll take it. I would rather I'll take the Super Bowl rather than be good and lose in the conference finals every year, Niners. Um, <laughs> so, like, I get it. Um, and you know, if they if they want to trade one of those big three, that's a good way to start over if they really need to. But I'll go seven and ten. I I agree with I agree with you. I think they'll be more competitive. They don't feel like a playoff team unless things like go really right for them and really poorly for other people or other teams, I guess. Yeah. I uh I have my five and twelve, same record as I had last year. I think this is like a partial rebuild. I know that Sean McVay really, really wants Caleb Williams, and I think he's gonna kinda tank to get to Caleb Williams. Because Matthew Stafford is not the answer long term at all, and he's way too expensive. You gotta get somebody like Caleb Williams who can play ball. And he's at USC right now. It just makes so much sense. So I think it's a partial rebuild. They're going to continue cutting and trading away the hefty contracts like they already have. So it's another terrible year for the Los Angeles Rams, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) Quarterback Matthew Stafford, ADP 162, quarterback 19. Tyler, given the fact that your favorite player, Cooper Cup, is a wide receiver on this team, would you draft Stafford as a backup QB? Keep in mind that other options for backup QBs are Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and even Jared Goff. Mm. Um, based on what, on those things, uh, I would probably pick all three of those guys over Stafford. Um, just especially as you mentioned, he, he's, he's coming off an injury. The, the Rams are not the offensive juggernaut that they were when they won the Super Bowl. They're just not. And so I don't really trust Stafford to have an excellent fantasy year. Um, it's, but you know, like I said, he's getting older. He's obviously useless with the legs for, for, for the most part. So, um, I would, I would take several other back and quarterbacks, um, over Stafford. I love your honesty. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> running back Cam Akers, ADP 79, running back 27. Um, if Eric is listening to this, he kept him last year. That was an odd, odd move, but he did well. It was a weird year for Cam Akers because he kind of left midway through the season and then came back. But then when he came back, he was given 17 plus carries per game and was a major part of the offense. Alex, in his first full season, that's kind of the guy for the Los Angeles Rams. What's your outlook on him this year? Questions. Don't know. <laughs> um, he's now done this kind of twice where he finishes the last five, six weeks of the season and you look at him and go, okay, he can be that dude. Like you could realistically see a path where he'd be a top 10 running back if he cared to perform or I don't know what. Um, in my mind, he's kind of more in the like, RB three flex type position. I don't really have numbers again, the offense outside of Cooper cup and maybe a little bit of van Jefferson is not great. Um, and I don't know how much they're going to use him. 
they do seem to really like um, Kyron Williams as well. So like that might kind of cut in to Akers like usage. Like I feel like Cam Akers needs to be James Conner where he's getting a major, major percentage of the workload. And I'm just not sure that's going to happen. And I think people are going to look at the end of 2022 and go, okay, this is it. And I, I just think everyone needs to, I'm trying to be honest here again, take like a step back and maybe not, not think of him as like that guy yet until he can prove it over like a, a longer amount of time. So currently he's projected for 860 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. Uh, higher or lower? I'm going to go lower. On both of them? I mean, it feels like the touchdowns feels like who knows. I mean, just like uh, that Packers tight end who had 50 million touchdowns three seasons ago. Robert Tunyon. <laughs> yeah, never heard from him again. So uh, I'm going to say under on both. I'm thinking more like 700, 750 yards and maybe like five or six scores. Okay, I like that. Moving on to wide receiver, Cooper Cup, ADP five, wide receiver three. Trading, given the state of this team and this offense, would you still consider him the third best fantasy wide receiver? Um, <laughs> No. And, and because I don't trust the offensive line and you need, and I, I'm not, I don't, I trust Matt Stafford. That's not who I, 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 I trust him completely. I trust Cooper cup. I think he is incredible. Uh, I think both of those guys are, 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 are great, are fantastic. But, uh, when your offensive line is not good enough, we saw what happens to Matt Stafford and he, and any quarterback is going to get, is, is going to not look great when you're getting sacked 29 times a game or 29 times a freaking season. Um, I mean, I've seen it with Patrick Mahomes. He looks human when he's hit like that's just how it goes. And so, no, he's not, a, he's not a top three running a wide receiver, not because of his skill level, but because of the situation. So what would you place him like four or five, six? Um, I like him around six. I think six is fine. Um, but, and and, it, and I could be totally off. I just I I I just look at this the situation what we saw last year, and it's just when there's that much pressure, it's just it just wasn't good for the Rams. And um, and I and I think that that could be we could see a repeat of that. Okay, I like that. Moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Last season they were nine and eight, which is very surprising because we all thought they were going to fail and just rebuild, but they did good. They lost defensive lineman Puna Ford and running back Rashad Penny, but they re-signed Bobby Wagner. Linebacker Devin Bush, uh, defensive lineman Draymond Jones, and safety Julian Love. In the draft, they drafted Devon Witherspoon with the fifth pick, a cornerback out of Illinois. And with the 20th pick, they picked up wide receiver Jackson Smith, Smith and Jingba out of Ohio State. Traded, what is your prediction on how they're going to finish? I think the Seahawks have are the only team that has a chance to um, to really push the Niners to uh, you know to the to that top level. Um, and I'm not saying they will, I'm just saying that they, they are the best position to do that. Um, you know, the, the Seahawks looked really good, surprisingly. I mean, uh, Geno Smith looked great. Uh, I think that the defense, um, is, is, is overhauled. And I think that that is going to improve their, is going to improve their team. Um, they, uh, offensively, they look a bit deeper. Um, and so I, you, you have to think that, um, you know, on paper, I think they're going to be very good. It's just, is everything going to come together? Um, and I think the last year we sat here and said, mm, the Seahawks, I don't think they're going to be, they're going to be great, but I think that we can, we can objectively think that they're going to be at least as good as they were last year. Um, and actually I, I see them, uh, with, uh, I see them with 10 wins. Alex. I agree with kind of everything Trayton just said. I think, you know, we looked at them last year thinking, okay, you lost Russ, you made this big trade, uh, 
you know, we were so high on the Broncos and it kind of flipped. Like the Seahawks looked like geniuses and the Broncos looked like morons. So, um, you know, I think they did a great job in the draft. I think they signed, you know, even though Bobby Wagner is not the player he once was, that's still a very important piece to have on a defense. Um, and Geno Smith led the league in completions percentage last year. And like, I don't see why that can't go up when their wide receiver core got even better. So I'm going to go 11 and six. I, I think the Seattle team got even better. Pete, I know people have different feelings about Pete Carroll, but he seems to be a pretty good coach and does get the best out of a lot of his guys. So uh, I'm going to go 11 and six. I hate to agree, but I'm going to agree. 11 and six it is for me too. Uh, Geno Smith looks great, as Alex said. There's no reason why. I don't know why people are doubting him. He was great last season. He's going to be even better this season. Like I, I don't see why people hate, are hating on him. They have a really good explosive back. They have a great defense or a great wide receiver core and a retooled defense. And that's what, you know, that's what they're known for. That's what Seattle's known for is having a great defense. So if they can get anywhere close to where they were, they're going to be just as good, if not better than they were last year. Tyler. Yeah, I agree with pretty much what all you guys are saying. I think they're going to build on off that momentum. They were kind of, you know, one of the bigger surprises in the, in the NFL last year. Uh, and I, th- I think they're going to keep rolling. I, I think, you know, Geno Smith, obviously, I, I think I understand why people are a little bit hesitant um, just because he was, his, last year was really the first year we really stepped out and became like a Pro Bowl level talent. Um, but there's no reason to doubt that he can do it again. Um, so um, I think the Seahawks are in a great position. I think it's going to be a great battle with Seattle and uh, San Francisco all season. Um, I'm going to give Seahawks 10 wins. I'm, I'm more on the, on the trading side, a little bit more conservative. Um, but I think this is going to be a fantastic battle for those for that for that uh, NFC West title. Moving on to fantasy, quarterback Geno Smith, ADP 121, QB 15. He finished his QB 5 last season. Alex, we just we kind of already answered this. We talked about it a little bit already. But after finishing his QB 5 last season, why is there such a drop-off to where he's being drafted now at QB 15? I just think a lot of it is people look kind of like Tyler and Trayden just mentioned, like maybe people just don't trust him to do what he did again. But like, why there's no, why would he not be able to do it again? It's another year in the system. That's another year with, with the coach again, even a a better defense, which just potentially means you're going to have the ball more often Uh, a third, you know, uh, I believe he was the highest drafted wide receiver. So like they obviously pick him for a reason. Um, you know, I, I see him more as like a fringe top 10 guy and not as one of the kind of first backups. Um, but I think p- part of it is probably just preference or West Coast unbiased. It's not really the word, but people just people just like teams on the East Coast. I don't know. Everybody except for us, apparently, because we're yeah. very biased West Coast teams. True. Obviously, West Coast. Running back, Kenneth Walker the third, and he actually has people, his ancestors were actually named Kenneth, just so you know, unlike Gardner Minshew. ADP 49, running back 18. He took over a full-time role in week six and finished running back 18 on the season, which is amazing. Traden, this is going to be like his first full season as a guy, right? Last season, he had 985 yards and seven touchdowns. So this season, do you think he'll reach 1,100 yards rushing and 10-plus touchdowns? I just want to say that that football reference does not have the right stats. So that's, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, that's scary. Cause I was about to like throw out stats and then you completely said the wrong one, different ones. So, uh, I'm going to defer to you on that one. Um, <laughs> this guy is really efficient. And, and I think that that alone is going to be enough to, he's going to be excellent. I, I think that he could even end up higher than his, his, uh, his, his, his where is he at? 15. You said he's projected. 
to get a thousand one hundred yards rushing. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 so 1,100 yards? Oh, I think he's going to break. He was 50... Well, according to football reference, he was 50 yards away from that uh, last year, and he didn't even play the full season. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say that he's he's going to break that. Um, his efficiency is 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 off the charts. Um, th- this offense is, is um, you know, well-supported from him. They have good offensive line. I think that, I think that he's more than capable. Uh, I was looking at the side of just rushing, but he might have been 50 yards away from total yards. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see again. It says rushing 1150. So I don't know. I, yeah. There's some bullshit. <laughs> there's some bullshit. <laughs> there's some debauchery going on. That's fine. Moving on to the wide receiver room DK Metcalf, ADP 29, wide receiver 12, finished as wide receiver 16 last season. Tyler Lockett, Tyler, ADP 80, wide receiver 29, but he finished as wide receiver 13. Would you rather have DK in the third round or Lockett in the ninth? DK in the third or Lockett in the ninth? God damn, these questions are hard. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go DK in the third. Um, I think this offense with another year together, riding high. Um, I think DK Metcalf, when he is healthy and he is on, he is he is a legit threat. So I'll I'll go DK. I think the cool thing about, the weird thing about this is, is that every single year I ask this question and every single time everybody's like DK. Yet every single year, Tyler Lockett finishes with more fantasy points than DK Metcalf does. Except for this. Never, never fails. It's interesting. And then last but not least, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jingba, the rookie ADP 102, uh, wide receiver 39. He's a highly tied rookie. He gets to play alongside DK and Tyler Lockett. He is projected for 764 yards and six touchdowns as a slot wide receiver. Alex, what do you have him projected as this season? Not that much. Um, I think you look at him and again, like I mentioned earlier, very high. I believe the first wide receiver taken off the board. Um, but there was something that like with that totals that, that, you know, you just, he's just projected for is kind of what everyone else on the Seahawks did collectively last year, not named DK or Tyler Lockett because they take up such a high percentage of the target. So I think the projections are great. I think he's more of a, uh, kind of fail safe as Tyler Lockett ages into his 30s, as this is sort of the obviously different players, but a, a a second wide receiver to kind of go, you know, with DK into the future. Maybe less. I don't think he's going to get enough. Pretty much the end of it is I don't think he's going to get enough targets to hit those numbers. Which is fair. I totally agree. Uh, last but not least, we're going to talk about the pride of the NFC West, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. Winners <laughs> last season. 13 and four. Uh, they lost Jimmy Ward, Jimmy G, Samson Ebukam, Mike McGlinchey, and defensive end Charles Amenahue. But they did sign Javon Hargrave from Tra- Tyler's favorite team, uh, Sam Darnold, and Cleland Farrell. They had no first or second round draft picks. Alex, what is your prediction on the Niners? <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously the Niners are one of the best teams in football um, and obviously have Super Bowl aspirations. So I have them just same record, 13 and four. Okay. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to go a little bit lower than that just because of the question marks at quarterback. Um, I, obviously, Purdy coming back from a U- UCL, we're not sure what the rest of those quarterbacks are going to be health wise or how how they're going to how they're going to go. Trey Lance, who, like I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Um, so just because of the question back or the question mark there, 
Um, I'm going to give them a little bit less, but obviously I think this, the, the, the defense and, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey getting his first full season in San Francisco, Cisco is going to be a huge deal. If, if he can stay healthy, there's no doubt this is a NFC favorite. Um, so I have the winning the vision, but I'm gonna go 11 and six um, just because of, of, of the quarterback situation. I'm not super um, confident with that, but like I said, still a fantastic football team. I, I think that they're going to be the favorites to win the division. Great. Oh my God. Where do I start? Um, they have four different players averaging over 40 yards a game. It's Ayuk, Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. All those guys bring a, unique, bring a unique aspect to that offense. And you have Kyle Shanahan running the shots. I don't care who the fuck quarterback it is. They're going to be fantastic again. This def- this defense might be even better than last year. Actually, it is going to be better than last year. This is the best def- defense that we'll probably ever see. I'm going to say that right now. Potentially. Potentially. A, a, <laughs> top, 10, a top 10 defense of all time. Um, they uh, the, the Niners last year were, uh, allowed just over 17 points per game. That was best since 2019. I think with the uh, with uh, Javon Hargrave adding to that um, off, uh, defensive line, there's no that, you're not even going to be able to break through. It's a fucking brick wall. There's no fucking way that anybody's going to get through this uh, th- this defensive line. They're going to win. They're going to lose three games. It, that's it. And that's because they're going to fuck off. It's 14. It's 14 and three, and that's it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad I saved you for last. That was amazing. Um, I, I agree. Fourteen and three, uh, because you explained that so well. I don't have to add a damn thing. You did great, Trayden. Thank you so much. Moving on to quarterback, Brock Purdy, ADP one sixty five, quarterback twenty four. We all we don't know who's going to play quarterbacks. We're not even going to talk about him. Running back, CMC, ADP four, running back two. He was really really good after he got traded to San Francisco, and I know Alex knows that for sure because he's on his fantasy team. Like he looked like prime CMC. He looked really good. Can you make a case for him, Alex, to be the number one running back off the board ahead of Austin Eckler? I mean, yes, obviously, because you've seen him do it multiple times before, and he's in an incredible offense with a with a great coach and ugly uniforms. But uh, <laughs> uh, the problem with Christian McCaffrey, and if, unfortunately, it will come up every single year until he retires, is do you get 17 games or do you get three? Obviously, as a Niner fan, you want to hope that it's 17 or closer to that. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think between him and Eckler, it is really just which one do you prefer? Do you like North? Do you like Northern California? Or do you like Southern California? That's it. You just pick. You just pick which part of California you like better, and then you pick that player. So, who would you draft? Let's say you don't have either. Who would you draft? I think I would pick Eckler, just because that he feels a. Uh, little little Tyler chin hair safer with the injury portion of it but uh, it is it is legitimately like a coin flip for me okay I hear you I like that uh wide receiver room Debo Samuel ADP 38 wide receiver 15 and Brandon Ayuk ADP 93 wide receiver 34 traded Samuel in round four or Ayuk in round 10 I, yeah, I'm gonna say Ayuk in round ten. I love I love picking that. That is that is a cheap cheap pick. Um, Debo Samuel, I think, obviously he took a little bit of a step back because once you bring in Christian McCaffrey, you don't really need him to to run as much. Um, and I, I love Ayuk has these games where he can just go off and and he does it. You know, he's good for three four games where he just kind of pops off for a good amount. Yeah, you might have a you might have a little bit lower floor than Debo Samuel. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Brandon Ayuk value at 10 at round 10 is, is, is fantastic. I agree. I would have done the same thing. And then George Kittle tight end ADP 51 tight end four, but he finished a tight end number three last season. Tyler, 
Would you rather have Kittle or Darren Waller, who is going 0.5 picks ahead of him? 0.5. I think I'm actually going to go Kittle here. Um, I I, I like his role as offense. I think think he is in the prime of his career. I think Waller, you know, like I said, I think he's he's in a very, very high ceiling, but also potentially a very deep floor. I think that Kittle is definitely the safer bet and the one that you count on more. Uh, Tyler, you don't have to include this on the podcast, but I just want to know, do you know what team that Darren Waller plays for? I do not, but it's not the Raiders. It is not the Raiders. Alex, what is your answer? He plays for the Giants. Uh, Good job. Thank you so much. And that's the (laughs) NFC West. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) James, thank you. As we all know, I love trivia, so I appreciate being able to answer the trivia question at the end. Um, Arizona, you're going to have a long season. San Francisco, uh, for those on the podcast who are Niners fans, I hope you have a good season. Uh, okay, we're going to take one more quick break, and then Tyler's going to take us through MLB. Well, they're not really Odams this week, but uh, just baseball things. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Tyler, we are in full, well, almost the dog days of summer with the baseball season. The trade deadline is coming up, but that's not really what we're talking about today. So so what are we doing? Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about trade day, deadline next week when we're getting closer to that. Um, but for right now, as you might, I think this kind of the start of the second half is the start of the dog days of summer for sure. Um, that doesn't mean that there's a lot, a lot of really important series that go on every single week. And this week, just seeing there's a lot of really good series this week. And so I decided to do something a little bit different, not doing my typical O-Dams. Uh, we're going to do kind of a little bit of a fun game. So I'm going to, I got nine different series I think are really good highlighted series. Um, and then we're, I'm going to go around the horn and each guy is going to pick who they think will win the series. Um, and then I'll, I'll, mar- I'll keep the, obviously keep the records. And then next week, we'll see who uh, had the best record. Um, and then if we need to do a, tie- a tiebreaker series next week, we will. Um, so I think we're just going to do something a little fun and different this time. So uh, first series I got, so I kind of, the for the first, I think, four, like kind of the er- early week ones. And then the la- this last half is the uh, weekend series. So there's a few teams that have uh, are in both. Um, let's start off with the Dodgers at the um, Orioles. So obviously, um, Dodgers first in the NL West right now going over to Baltimore. A team that's really hot right now, trying, trying, trying. They're really close to uh, grabbing first place in the AL East. Um, there, so, so let's see what the boys think of who's going to win. Alex, let's start with you. Dodgers Orioles, who's taking the series? Yeah, so I have the Dodgers with this one, um, mostly because it's all really young pitching until that end game uh, where Julio Urias pitches for the Dodgers, and he looked really good in that outing against the Mets. Uh, so I'm going to go. The Dodgers will take this series. Sweet, uh, Jane. Who do you got? I. Um... So currently, <laughs> the Dodgers are winning six to four on the top of the eight. I'm going to go Orioles win two to one. Okay, James thinks uh, Baltimore's going to come back. We'll see what happens. Trade. How about you? Um, <clears throat> I, I I think it's going to be tight, but I think the Dodgers will squeak out uh, two wins here. All right. I have no reason why. I just think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a close one. Um, I almost actually was going to pick Baltimore here, um, but I just. I can't. I, I got faith in my boys in blue. I think that's they're I think they're actually playing very good right now, especially considering all the injuries. I think the, the, the pitching that they've had that's that stepped up is huge. And I think Julio coming back is big. So I'm gonna go with uh the, the Dodgers for this series. Um let's move on to the next early week series. We got the uh Milwaukee Brewers who just came off a sweep of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh they're going to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies too. Um 
uh, NL teams that are, you know, fighting for either a division or a wildcard spot. So this should be a pretty good matchup here. Uh, James, who do you got for this one? I have the Phillies sweeping this one. Uh, the Phillies have just been playing so much better. And for, uh, the Brewers, man, there's something about the Brewers I just ne- can never trust and I never like. I get that for sure. Uh, Trade about you. Um, I don't really like the negative run differential. So that alone, I think the Phillies will will, will take the series uh, two to one. Um, I, like I said, I I guess I'm like with James. I don't know if Milwaukee is good or not. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are a really weird team. I was going to leave. Yeah, I they I think the Phillies also were coming off a sweep of the Padres, which doesn't mean much because the Padres are trash. Right. But I this felt like a coin flip. I just went with the home team, and the Phillies are playing well, so I also went with the Phillies. All right, we're we're gonna sweep with the Phillies on this one. So um, I also got Phil Diff taking this series. I just like the way the Phillies are playing. They you know kind of similar to last year, kind of started off a little bit iffy, but as of late they 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 looked a lot better. So and like I said, Brewers are just a weird fucking team. You never get <laughs> you with them. All right, let's move on to the San Francisco Giants taking on the Reds in Cincinnati. We talked about the Reds a lot recently. I think they're you know they're a really hot team right now. The Giants a little bit of a surprise team for sure. Uh, so this should be just a, a, a really good team, um, really good series there in Cincinnati. Trading, who do you got for this one? I'm gonna have to go with the Giants here, um, and a little bit of bias, but I also look at I also look at what's been going on. Cincinnati's had a little bit of a four game skit here. San Francisco's running off a five game winning streak. Um, I, I I like the I like where San Francisco's sitting. I think that they can at least win two. All right, Alex. I agree with everything Traden just said. Um, I think Cincinnati's been a really fun story. It kind of feels like the bubble's bursting a little bit here. I think they need some help pitching wise, and the Giants has been playing fantastic. So I'm I don't like it, but I'm gonna pick the Giants. James, you have this going two two. Uh, I I have a tie in the series, like a, it's a four game series. The thing is, they're playing at Cincinnati, and they're currently going through a rip delay. And so at this time, we kind of like, oh, let's put a little bit more in the Cincinnati's favor. And the Giants are the better team, so I'm just having them go two two. All right, implementing rule: you have to pick one if the series gets tied. It's a wash. Okay, uh, Reds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. That was a good point. I didn't think about the four game series. Um, I'm also going to go Reds here. Just I'm not. I'm not ready to give up on Cincinnati. I think it's a big series for them. They just got swept at home by the Brewers. Um, I think they really need to take this series to kind of get back on track. Otherwise, if they get swept or even lose the series, because as Alex mentioned, it might be start the crack starting to show there for Cincy. So I'm going to go Cincy with this with with this series. Um, let's move on to the Arizona Diamondbacks at Atlanta. So obviously Arizona was in first place that it must for quite a bit. They kind of faltered there late in the first half. Braves, we all know how good they are. Um, I think this is a big series for Arizona to see if they can play, play with the big boys. So Alex, who do you got here? Yeah. Speaking of cracks starting to show, um, just like you mentioned, D-backs kind of came into the break skidding. And then I believe they went up to Toronto and got swept in the first series after the break. And what do they get rewarded with? The Atlanta Braves, best team in baseball. Uh, the Braves are going to win this one. Yep, not a bad pick. James, how about you? I mean, uh, the Braves coming off a two-game losing streak, but they're still a better team overall. Uh, I got them sweeping. All right, James, with this. Oh, yeah. Do we get extra points if we call a sweep? Because I would have changed my picks to get, try to get extra how about, points. How about the end? The thing about it, you have to you can pick one series to call a sweep, and you'll get extra points if you okay. call it correctly. I'm just, I'm just making up shit as we go. Uh, <laughs> My four game series was a good point. It was. It was. Trade. What about you? Um, yeah, I have the Braves uh, winning the series. Um, I, I I think that uh, Arizona could be. I think the cracks may be showing. That's not. It's unfortunate, but um, you know it is what it is. All right. Just to be different, I'm going to pick Arizona for no reason. Just because I'm going to try and steal a win from you guys. That's it. 
But I, I agree with 100. Say it's, it's really hard to pick against the Braves against anybody. All right, moving on to the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the uh, Texas Rangers in Texas. Um, James, what do you got? I got Rays winning two to one on this one. Uh, the one win that the Rangers will get was the one win that Ebaldi's going to start. But other than that, it's going to be at the Rays show. I like it. Uh, Trading. Um, I actually have the Rays winning. I think that I think they've had a a, a little bit of a skid. And I think they're going to kind of right the ship here. Start start to right the ship here. I think they uh, they'll win too. Alex, I disagree. I'm going Texas. Um, this is one of those series that I want the Rangers to show us that they are a legit contender. So I'm going to pick them. Um, I think they've been just. I've also just been playing better ball than the Rays of late. Yeah, Rays have been struggling a little bit. Um. As, as of late, I think the Rays went to Texas earlier in the year and I think lost two or three or some, somewhere around there. So I think Texas has got their number a little bit. So I'm also going to go Rangers here, but this is a really good series. Uh, this could be a potential uh, championship series preview right here. Um, so I think it's two good teams going at it and we split it, which I probably would have expected for this one. All right. I got, had to throw the, the Angels in there a little bit. So Yankees come into LA to play the Angels. Uh, you know, a- the Angels need some wins. The Yankees also need some wins. There's two two American League teams that are desperate to kind of get back off that back on their winning ways. Uh trading, who do you got in the series? You gotta beat who's in front of you. Um and you gotta close the gap. I'm calling a sweep. Angels are sweeping the Yankees, baby. All right. Love that. Um Alex, how about you? I am also going to pick the Angels. They're both playing like trash, so I don't really know what to do, but I think the Angels potentially playing better coming into the trade deadline just makes the whole Shohei thing even more intriguing. And I want him to stay for the Angels. So, like, I'm going to say the Angels play well. All right, James. You guys are making me cry on the inside because those are all great things. I'm so happy. I, I It's a sweep for the Angels. The Angels will sweep the Yankees. Uh, wishful thinking, positivity, you know, like throwing it all out there so the world can hear. And I want Shohei to stay as well. <laughs> I agree with you guys. Uh, I'm going with the Angels here. I'm, I, don't, I don't think it'll sweep, but um, I do think the Angels win the series. I, I've been the Yankees pissed me off, man. Like, I mean, I don't like the Yankees, but the fact that they're not as good as they are is just weird as hell. Um, so let's move on to the Orioles and the Rays. This could potentially be a huge series, uh, individual series, depending on what happens earlier in the week. These two teams could be tied and going in the series. You know, maybe the the Orioles will take a step forward. Maybe the Rays will have a little bit of life. Either way, first place should be on the line for for for, for this uh, weekend series. So this is a really big one. Um, Alex, who do you got for this one? This one's really tough, thinking also, as we just talked about, that the Orioles have the Dodgers and the Rays have the Rangers, two of the better teams to then have to come to then play this other one. I'm going Rays. I don't really know why. I don't have a, any reasoning. Um, so yeah, I'm going Rays. All right, James. This is another one of those series I had tied two to two, but since you said I can't do that, I'm going to say Orioles three to one because the Rays haven't been playing that good as of late. And as of today, the Orioles are coming off an eight game win streak. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. Trading. Copy and paste exactly what, what uh, Alex said, except the Orioles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I literally started typing, typing Tampa Bay and then <laughs> delete that. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Tampa Bay here too. Um, like I said, I think at home, I think they're just a better team for, for whatever reason. I think Baltimore, for some reason, just can't seem to, you know, kind of, uh, uh, beat, uh, Baltimore can't seem to beat Tampa Bay. Um, I, I think this is kind of one of those years that they just have their numbers. So, um, again, going to be a great series. going to be super fun to watch, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Um, 
Let's go with the next one, which is the Diamondbacks at the Reds. Again, a really good National League race there between two potential wildcard teams that need to that need everyone that that that, that they can get here. Um, Trading, who do you got for this series? I'm going to say the Diamondbacks. Maybe this is an opportunity for them to kind of uh, you know settle down a little bit. All right, Alex. Uh, ditto everything Trading just said, except Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, James. Uh, I actually have the Reds winning two to one on this one. Uh, I don't like the pitching for um, for Arizona in this series. All right, I'm also going to go Cincinnati because, like I said, I am on that Reds bandwagon and uh, screw Arizona because I want the Dodgers to you know keep keep pushing that lead up. Fair, yeah, you know what I mean. All right, last series we got weekend series. The Dodgers are heading to Texas to play the Rangers. Um, you know, potential World Series preview. You never know. Definitely two teams Easy. that are that, that could be in it. Um, Alex, who do you got for this one? Yeah, I have the Rangers. Uh, I think Corey Seager is going to um, prove to the Dodgers they should have given him all the money, and it's it, and yeah. then we're going to be sad. Yeah, I'm 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 already sad. I'll probably be more sad if that happens. Yeah. James, I have the Dodgers sweeping the Rangers three zero. Wow, Yeesh. all right, trading. Um, I have the Dodgers sweeping the the Texas Rangers only because we really need that. Exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so go that. Dodgers. <laughs> then again, yeah. don't go Dodgers because the Giants. Oh, I'm in. I'm in a tough control, man. Clip, clip that, and you know what? That. I'm actually okay. I was going to be the Dodgers here, but I'm actually going to go Texas only because this will be the third straight road series for the Dodgers, and they won. They won their first one last weekend in New York. I'm picking them to win in Baltimore. It's really hard to win three consecutive road series, so for that reason alone, I'm going to pick Texas. Um, but I could be wrong and if i'm wrong i'll be very happy about it so it's kind of a win-win yeah there you go all right so real quick i'm just going to put a star next to the series that you're going to call sweep for so again i'm going to go around the horn and we'll i'll ask you let's pick your series sweep if you get it correctly you get an extra point james who's your who's your pick who's your series sweep prediction dodgers rangers dodgers rangers for james trading who you got giants reds okay and alex you got I really wanted to pick the Giants Reds one. I'm not going to pick the Braves D backs because that feels like a cheapy one. You know what, boys? Be- just because we hung out yesterday and we looked so hot in our matching shirts, I'm going to go Angels Yankees. Angels, yeah, sweep the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. All right. Love that. Um, the game's going to start in, it started two minutes ago. So <laughs> there we go. Are they losing yet? They're not. Yeah. They're, yeah. If, if they're down one nothing, I'm changing my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go big and I'm going to say the Cincinnati Reds are going to sweep their zone nine backs okay. um, over the weekend. So that's going to be my sweet pick. So tune in next week to see uh, who wins. If anyone called their sweep, that'd be awesome. Um, and maybe this will be a new reoccurring thing, kind of uh, dog days of summer kind of deal. So, but I hope you guys enjoyed I, it. That, 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 that's what I got for baseball. I actually like that. Like, I really uh, uh, Alex, I wonder if we should like every now and then implement that in ours too. I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to. It, the series makes it easier in baseball. I don't know how, we'll, yeah. how we, we do it. You, you could just do like marquee games, you know? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler, that was great. Thank you. I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, for you Angels fans, I hope I'm right. Uh, God, I hope Shohei stays. Uh, anyway, uh, that is the end of episode 157, I think. I know I said yep. at the beginning, I've already forgotten. 157. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you guys had a fantastic week. Uh, And we will talk to you next time. See you later.